everybody. Welcome back to the Be There in Five podcast. I'm Kate Kennedy, your host. I apologize for this coming out a little later in the day. Uh, Kelly Kennedy might be joining us a bit later. Uh, when Apparently there are some football games on this evening, and um, she is watching one, but she said maybe she'd tune in later. Uh, we're, we're really doing this down to the wire, you guys. And I think this is officially the last week I will be in hell. Um, I can't wait to do a Patreon to tell you about my experience writing a book. It is not what I thought it was going to be. I'm not a person. I just turned in my manuscript and I, I, I'm so proud of it, but I don't even, I don't even feel excited because of it's like at what cost I haven't been, I've had an elevated heart rate for three months. I haven't slept. Like I'm just, I, I, every phase of my career, I learn new lessons. And even this far in, I'm still new at a job. And I don't know if you remember me telling the story and how I built this about how I had a moment where I, I realized I needed to, I was moving so fast and working so much. I, I literally didn't stop until I almost got hit by a car and like literally almost died. Like black of night, wearing all black, going to get, going to protein bar. If you live in Chicago, there's six way intersections and there's some of them when there's a right to turn on green, but you have a walk signal. So I had a walk signal and a car like didn't even break, just like zoomed straight into this like light, slight right. And I looked and it was coming straight at me. And um, I, it was like around holiday time because I remember I was extra crazy for holiday orders. I hadn't eaten anything uh, because I was so busy. And I went and I was like, I'll just get a protein shake. And then um, I saw the car. I started to try to run. I was wearing boots and and it was like winter. Um, and I slipped on like black ice and I fell in the road while the car was coming at me. And I, and I've literally never in, I, I, I've never ever come that close been like, Oh my God, <laughs> I'm laughing, but it's not funny. The thing I thought I was like, I, I, I thought about, I was ruining, ruining Kelly's Christmas because I was about to die. <laughs> That just makes me laugh. We take Christmas cheer very seriously. Um, literally closed my eyes and I felt the bumper tap my shoulder and they like broke just in time. And yeah, sorry, oh, three minutes in. You want to hear about how I almost died? Um, I, I've just been thinking about that moment a lot lately because I just told myself I would never push myself that hard again. And I did. And I'm kind of mad at myself. Um, and it was no one else's fault. I just wasn't, I wasn't qualified. Like I, it was my first time doing it. Um, I had no idea how much time it took. I needed more time, but at the same time, once I got so far in it and sacrificed so much, I was like, well, at this point, let's just do it, <laughs> you know? And, um, yeah, I'll share more some, sometime. Uh, and it's funny cause I've been asking other people who've written books like, Hey, is something wrong with me? I, I don't feel okay. I, and everybody I've asked has been like, oh yeah, it's so bad. You, you always convince yourself you're never going to do it again. And I'm like, wow, do people not tell people this because it's off-putting? Because <laughs> I'm sure it is now. Because it doesn't mean you're not proud of it. If anything, it speaks to the intensity you feel for it to be good. Um, and that's the thing is you care so much. It's the one you're not going to slack on it. But yeah, I bit off more than I can chew. And it's just funny because I really thought I would never do the, that thing again where I uh, kind of hustled and lost out on my personal life for something work related. But I did. I did. Uh, and I just don't. Yeah, I have a lot of real mixed feelings right now. And um, I'm hoping that this is just a weird byproduct of 
a long weekend and no sleep. And also remember, I, Amy Poehler, I love Amy Poehler. I hated her memoir because all she did was talk about how much she hated writing a book. I don't, I would dare say inside the book that I was struggling. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm just having deja vu and I'm like, wow, self-employment is a funny thing. We're just a lot's at stake. And you feel like if you're not doing the most, you're losing out and because no one else is going to do it. And um, then you get scared that you don't know what the return will be or if people even like it. And uh, it's such a gamble. It is such a GD gamble, you guys. Today, I wanted to talk about a few things on my mind. As far as what I've been doing in between, you know, my breaks, scrolling TikTok, you know when there's like bait of uh evangelical purity culture it's all over my for you page and uh i just i i can't help myself because i saw this today and i just i can't not talk about it and i feel like it's all over the, at least my corners of the internet and i don't know it just it concerns me you guys i talked about maddie pruitt from the baxter franchise in the episode preach into the friar if you want more context but she's an influencer now who also has kind of She's like an evangelical preacher slash influencer. Um, and she got engaged and married pretty quickly to this guy named, is his name Trent? Gary? <laughs> oh my God, what's his name? Gary? Trent? Trout? I feel like his last name is Trout. I feel like it's not important. I feel like looking that up right now feels really hard. <laughs> and um, <laughs> What's his name? Graham? Grant. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and he's a billionaire son, and they were very vocal about true love waits, waiting for marriage. Her veil said worth the wait, like uh, Haley Bieber said, till death do us part. And a big part of her brand is kind of the, you know, righteousness of holding out and waiting for the one and blah, blah, blah. And they started doing the thing that's so it's so fascinatingly specific to especially young Christian couples where they're married for five minutes and then start giving people advice about marriage and it's almost comical to me how there's this treatment of marriage like you aren't uh, you know people in that are already in a relationship it's like as if you have to take on this rebrand as husband and wife and fundamentally change who you are and how you interact it's it's very bizarre but there was this they were on a podcast and there were videos released on tiktok of that were clips of this podcast and it's truly the most problematic soundbite of information i could ever hear condensed and it's everything wrong with purity culture said in such a confident way being delivered to the masses from, you know, a couple where Maddie has 1.7 million Instagram followers. And I'm just like horrified that this rhetoric still exists and, and there are people out there popularizing it. And I'll just I'll, I'll play for you the audio. There were moments where we would start making out and maybe we got a little handsy and. And what I would feel the next day, stripped of confidence, yeah. stripped of boldness. All of a sudden, I'm not leading her well. Yeah, Walking and, and, and in shame. My tongue got looser. My tongue lashed out. And so I know, yelled at her after I touched her. Satan promises this beautiful little box of pleasure. And he says, hey, take this. It's just a little bit. You're not going to go all the way. Just take a little bit. And it promises unity. But every single time, and we didn't do anything crazy, but we crossed the line we knew we shouldn't have. Heavy petting unity. And it only caused our biggest fights. It only caused yeah. division. And yeah. Satan swears. He says, hey, just take it. It'll bring you closer. Mm-hmm. But really, I mean, that just divided us. Wow. And so we took that very seriously. That before we were married, you know, Satan goes, how can I tempt you to be all over each other? 
And now that we're married, I think we see, especially in intimacy in the marriage bed, he goes, how do I keep marriage bed? One thing, you know, you walk in a marriage going, we're going to want to have sex five times a day, every single day, you know, every single moment. And especially as a man, I think, but it's interesting how Satan is so especially as a man to try and split that intimacy up. Yeah. Once you're married. So true. And when you're dating, he goes together, together, together. Now I can't tempt you with lust with her anymore. So how do I get you? off that mm. and we have to fight and there's moments that we have had that not that we didn't but we we're like hey we want to choose to have intimacy right now even after this big argument because Gross. we want to fight for this unity and Gross. we're looking at satan right in his eyes and going we're fighting yeah. for what you cannot tear apart with god on our side Oof, so. Good. i don't care what you do in your own home i don't care what you believe that you want to keep to yourself I care that Maddie Pruitt has 1.7 million followers, and it's probably a lot of young girls, probably a lot of teenage girls, probably a lot of girls in college in their 20s and people that like grew up surrounded by this. And like she reinforces it. It makes it look like a best case scenario. And they're talking what they're saying like it's normal is so not normal and it's so oppressive and it's so toxic. I've just I've never watched a video that encapsulates everything wrong with purity culture in like one soundbite. Let's break a few things down. First of all, this, okay, it's January 29th. They got married, I think October 30th. It was like October 29th or 30th. They had not been married that long and they got married after being together for less than a year. It's always interesting to me when people talk about how hard marriage is when they just got together. I know marriage can be hard and I don't, I, don't have, I don't have kids and so on and so forth. I've been married for five and a half years going on six. I've been with Greg for over a decade. Do we have a perfect relationship? No, but like I actually, I don't find being married that hard. <laughs> I don't. I Loving him is easy. Being with him is nice because we're compatible and we have our moments, sure. But like, I just, I, I don't know. When people talk about marriage being this hard, I'm like, I feel like you're normalizing incompatibility. Like, this is what happens when you don't get to know somebody before you marry them, I think. And trust me, guys, I know you're probably, oh, please don't message me being like, wait till you have kids. I hate when people say that shit. I just feel like talking about arguments and lashing out and arguing after sex and having sex right after you argued. So, I, I don't need, I, I, I need onion goggles. There's so many layers. But yeah, they've been married out three months. And here's what makes me sad. I have a lot of empathy for people that speak like this because I just think it's I think it's so misguided. I think it's it's brainwashing. I think it's it, it's just so it's really genuinely sad to me. And I feel like it, it, it makes people miss out on their life and miss out on um, healthy, meaningful love and relationships grounded and who you are as a person and what you bring to that relationship based on your character, uh, not based on what you've withheld from them not based on your virginity, not based on your sex life. It's a part of marriage, but it's not the most important thing. And it's, it's so sad to me. It's it tugs furious. Sorry. I had to go with the dog. <clears throat> and then I stress ate a nerd rope, nerd rope, nerd rope. Fine. It was two. I had just had two nerd ropes and now I'm feeling like that was a little much for a really short period of time. <laughs> that was a lot of sugar. I don't know you guys. It's, it's fascinating. Like, on, at first you're kind of like yikes they're doing a lot of explaining for what sounds like a lack of compatibility you know what i mean a lot of pointing fingers but then i'm like well 
this is the thing. They don't have like the tools, resources, understanding of what like a normal, healthy sex life should be. And they like maybe don't understand that it takes time. You have to get to know each other. You both need to be comfortable and consensual, by the way. And it's just that this is the problem with purity culture is how much marital sex like amplified and revered and how much pastors with hip sneakers talk about their smoking hot wives. And they just overplay marital sex so much that people build it up into something it's not. And I think it's incredibly hard for women to flip a switch. And I really feel bad for Maddie in this video. The look in her eyes is kind of really sad. And what I can't tell if Grant's saying, his name's Grant. Like, I can't tell if what he's saying is he was more attracted to her when she was like forbidden fruit. And that the disgusting entitlement and belief of a lot of men in these circles is that the, the value of a woman is based on her inaccessibility, based on what she withholds from you, based on like lust and temptation and not being able to have her. And how degrading and horrible is it to make her feel like now that he has her, now that they're married, which is like such a beautiful and amazing thing and a partnership that should be celebrated now that she's not forbidden fruit she's suddenly less valuable to him are you kidding me and even though i'm the context clues in that video are maybe not what he's saying somebody did dm me and they listened to the full interview and he asked the other guy on the podcast if um where what was it, it was something about forbidden fruit that's why i just used that word oh no it was the other guy the host asked grant how he resists the temptation of other women now that Maddie is no longer this forbidden fruit he hasn't slept with. This is, this, ugh, it's, dis it's disgusting, you guys. What I think that, what I'm guessing from context clues is that he's like saying, you know, as a man, you, you know, ugh, even him ca caveating as a man is just, ugh. He's like, I expect to do it five times a day. And Maybe that's not happening. And if that's the case, what he's basically saying, this is just what I'm gathering. I don't know. But what it sounds like he's saying is happening. You know, they haven't been together that long. They, maybe they're having some marital issues. Maybe they're not getting along all the time. Maybe they're working out some kinks. And that's the other thing is I, I maybe don't find marriage that hard because we were kinks out when we were dating. Marriage to me was identical to being in a relationship. We'd been together for so long. The, the piece of paper didn't change anything. It made things better and deeper perhaps and it was a really beautiful commitment but like it didn't materially change things because we still are who we are we didn't take on these roles like we're playing characters of husband and wife and you know these like gender roles that aren't natural to us we're just like us and i think that there's this thing with like roles of husband and wife and marriage and the marital bed and the the believing that the you know the wife has a duty to sleep with the husband and that's i mean it, it it's vile to me that anybody would be made to believe that that is their duty, even when they are not interested, even when they don't want it, even when they're mad, even when they're uncomfortable. And what it kind of sounds like Grant's saying is that, you know, they're arguing or not getting along and she doesn't want to sleep with him five times a day. And he's basically encouraging her or making her have sex with him more than she is comfortable with by saying she's letting Satan get in the way if they don't bang all the time. You guys, that's, that is incredibly toxic, troubling, unhealthy, not normal behavior that they're preaching to the masses in a righteous way like they're experts on marriage. And I can't get over it. It just, it, and obviously I have vested interest given I grew up hearing this stuff, but I just cannot believe how they believe the bullshit they're spewing. And I genuinely feel bad for Maddie. And I just, it's like, 
It's just sad to me. You, you rush to get married to have sex. And then when you go too far before marriage because of Satan's box of pleasure, you, you justify yelling at your girlfriend, your tongue lashing out the next day and shame her. And you guys validate that shame you feel like you deserve to feel that shame because you went too far because of Satan's box. And then when you do get married, you insult her and her, her value and worth as a human by saying you're you know, less attracted or interested now that the lust isn't part of it. You're not blaming yourself for being a piece of shit. Nope, it's Satan's doing. How convenient. I just... I, it, it's like... I, okay, so if the logic is getting married and doing it in the marital bed, as you say, is the way and the truth, and that's what you've been working toward, and that's what you've been preaching to the masses, but now you got married and Satan's ruining it too? Like, how can you win? You can't win. Why is he always there? This is how they make you dependent on the church by making you breaking you down and making you feel broken all the time and like you don't have free will. You don't have to live this way. It's sad, too, because they're victims, but they're also spreading this message. And when you talk about sex in this way, like it's a prize, when you overstate its magic and magnificence and don't talk about the reality of it and how it takes time and the importance of communication and getting to know your body and above all mother effing else, the importance of consent inside a marriage, too. It, they've been married 45 days when this video <laughs> was taken. Some, I just went through my DMs and somebody was like, actually, that podcast was recorded 45 days after they got married. And it is weird that they feel qualified to give advice, but it's also sad how they don't clearly don't have the knowledge or resources about this at all as how to approach this as two consenting adults who have control over themselves and their behavior and their relationship dynamic. And it makes me genuinely sad that the church manipulates people to this degree. Um to make you really genuinely believe Satan was in your relationship and Satan's in your marriage. It disempowers and degrades your autonomy and your right to a healthy sex life and, and healthy conflict resolution. And it's simply not okay. And I can't, I, I, I cannot believe young women are out there hearing this, thinking that they're going to be forced to have sex someday with their husband, thinking that their comfort doesn't matter. Their pleasure doesn't matter. Thinking that I, I just, it's so, oh, it gets me going. You guys, I, I just was, these videos are all over my free page. It might just be my free page, but I, a lot of you messaged me about it. And I think we're all like shook. It's just, I hope, she, I genuinely hope she's okay. Did I tell you last time we talked about Maddie and Grant that he, they're billionaires because of an MLM in the 90s that was telecommunications based? I mean, it's too good. It's everything. It, it's, it's, ugh, it's, it's sad, but I can't look away. I'm not going to listen to the whole episode, but I just wanted to, you know, talk about what's on my mind in between uh deadlines as are these people that i don't even know why i care so much but i get worried that it's going to become like a repeatable business model and these like evangelical preacher types are going to go on shows like the bachelor and you know use it to foray their platforms and have these like preaching tours and i just i don't know you guys if you want more listen to preaching to the friar we get a lot more into it and i give a really inspirational uh youth sermon about the Fire. <laughs> Okay, what's next on the list? Can somebody explain to me what a frat wedding is? <laughs> I don't feel like too many people are talking about Alex or a little too much. But it's just, I mean, it really is remarkable. That's like Friday, you're in Dubai. You know, by Sunday, you're at a barbecue with friends. You go to class all week, pulling in 60K per get ready with me video. And then you're getting married to just a regular dude at a college at a, in a frat ritual like any other gal. I mean, it's just, it's fascinating. 
I just I I I don't know if that's a ritual I'm not familiar with if it's like a sorority sweetheart type thing or a, a fraternity sweetheart type thing. I'm not sure, but I feel like my entire for you page was this like frat wedding. And what I'm like, what dystopia is this where we're all like watching this one person's life? Do I care? I don't know. Whatever. Um, I feel like, well, the next topic I was thinking about snorkeling, I don't know if I should do. Um, hang on one second. You guys, the important thing is that, you know, we can see clearly when we watch videos like that. And uh, fortunately, I can see clearly because I use pear eyewear. You know, it's nice to experiment with your look. Eyewear is kind of an investment, and I have a tendency to wear older glasses that I've had forever. I wore my like middle school glasses till well into my 20s, but now I like to keep things fresh, and I can change up my eyewear in a snap with affordable base frames and hundreds of magnetic tops from Pear Eyewear. It's so cool. The um, frames start at just $60, and the top frames start at just $25, and you get a base frame, and you can literally pop on and off different colors, frames, patterns, um, to have multi, like a multiple, to have multiple looks for eyeglasses, but with one pair, hence the name. They were on Shark Tank, you guys. We love Shark Tank. Um, they, it's just nice to be able to change up your look. It's budget friendly without compromising on style. They have frames designed for men and women and kids. The whole family can customize their looks. And I think it's really fun for kids, especially if they're new to having glasses and like unsure about them be able to get different looks, whether it's Barbie or Marvel or a sports team or just different colors. And um, they also give back, which I love. Over 2 million children worldwide who need glasses can't get them. And for every pair you buy, a pair provides glasses to a child in need, which I love. So you can match your outfit, support your team, rep your favorite superhero in a snap. And you can get glasses to stay as fresh as your unique style with pair. Go to pairiwear.com slash be there in five for 15% off your first purchase. That's pair, P-A-I-R, eyewear.com slash be there in five. Oh, yeah. And you can also get sun toppers or blue light toppers so I can wear my eyeglasses as a prescription, carry one pair of glasses and then stick on the sunglass piece. It is so much easier than carrying two pair of glasses because then I would have to have my regular glasses, my sunglasses and my prescription sunglasses. The ad's over. I'm still selling. I don't need to be. <laughs> Next, we have Hungry Root. You guys, I genuinely love this company so much. It's so cool and fun. You take this survey and it asks you all about your grocery needs and it's so much more customized than other like food. Um, I don't know what I don't I don't want to call it a it's because it's not like a recipe box. What's interesting about Hungry Root is it gives you groceries, but you can use and they give you recipes that those groceries can be used in, but they're full sized and they can also be used for other things. So you're not just stuck pigeonholed into small portion ingredients with this singular recipe you don't always feel like making. and. Hungry Root is the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality food delivered to your door. They've got healthy groceries and simple recipes all in one place. And what I liked is they liked they asked me how I like to eat, but they also liked, asked about my allergies, which I really appreciate. And they also asked me what flavors I like, which kitchen appliances do I use. I really appreciated that because I don't have a food processor. And sometimes people ask me to put stuff in my food processor, and I'm like, bold assumption. They keep your needs top of mind as you start building your, your cart and they recommend groceries based on your taste. And they kind of go beyond your weekly grocery haul with thousands of easy recipes you can actually use your groceries for. But they also give you snacks. You can choose how many snacks you want. You can choose if you want breakfast, lunch, dinner, all three, one or the other. Um, they're like, well, OK, for your snacks, do you like bars? Do you like nuts? Do you like smoothies? Do you like chip? Do you like pretzels? It was I honestly learned a lot about myself through this quiz. And um 
They all taste good. They're quick to make and they contain whole trusted ingredients. And you can spend less time shopping and cooking and more time enjoying healthy food that you'll actually love with Hungry Root. And right now, Hungry Root is offering Be There and Five listeners 30% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash Be There and Five to get 30% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash Be There and Five. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. Everything on my list this week was a G. Um, we had Grant. Uh, I don't. <laughs> this is so dumb. I'm like, this feels like the right week to take down golf. It's not. It's not the right week to take down golf. But I was um, I was writing something in my book and I got off on a tangent and I was thinking, like, are, is golf still popular I, I, amongst millennials? And I also was like, man, I spent so much of my youth um, on golf courses because I was a Bev cart girl all through college. And even my friend Hannah and I, we used to uh, we used to like our senior year in college, we'd go to the, the driving range and like practice our, our swing and play golf because in business school, they made it seem like you, to, you had to to be a businesswoman, you know, a woman in business. You had to be able to play golf with the boy bosses. and. And I really, I didn't want to make a fool of myself. I wanted, I, I felt like I had to prove myself. Like I didn't just deserve to be there by way of qualifications or getting the job. Like I needed to prove myself through some skill of a sport I never played. Like, that's so funny that I thought I needed to learn to play golf. I've never made a deal on a golf course. Maybe it just wasn't in my industry, but I just think that's like a funny thing I grew up hearing. And beyond that, I just, you know, I get a little frustrated. <laughs> When I think about how when I when I drove a Bev cart, it seemed like everybody I don't know how to say this. I'm all for a hobby. And I I actually think it's great when your spouse has something to do and you both have your own things and you can spend your alone time and you can blow off steam. I think hobbies are incredibly important. And I don't I don't dislike golf. It's kind of like religion. It's the culture, not the doctrine, as people like to say when people are criticizing their religion with golf it's it's the the culture not the doctrine it's the culture not the sport the culture of the dudes i would see playing 18 holes saturday sunday getting drunk smoking cigs hitting on me and i was not it at the time i mean i was wearing a knee-length bermuda short it just in an olive polo um and bitching about their wives complaining about their families not wanting to spend time with their kids. The whole time I just thought, this sport is a giant excuse to be out of your house. And magically, its origins are exclus like exclusionary to women. And I just get really heated when I think too much about it, you guys. Again, I love going to driving range. I love a top golf. I just don't like creepy dudes avoiding time with their family and not sh doing their fair share of chores and childcare and telling me to take my top off. Doesn't mean I can't go to a top golf. I just mean the culture is... That type of dude is something that I find triggering and very like frat boy, never grow up Peter Pan syndrome behavior. I'm like, don't get me wrong. The jokes weren't funny. I took the money. I did get tipped well, but I feel confused about it now. And I guess I was just curious, are millennials doing that? Like I actually most people I know with kids have such involved fathers and way more evenly split childcare than probably a lot of family dynamics of yesteryear. So I don't actually know that this still goes on, but I know it went on when I was like in college. And I just remember thinking, I will never marry a person like this. 
And when I was researching, and I just thought this was a really interesting thing about millennials. I found this website or this like golf club, random article, and they were like pleading or kind of making a call to action to to try to figure out how to get more people golfing. Because I guess as a sport, its numbers have declined in recent years, I guess, in terms of participation. And this website says they were looking for a strategy to attract the three M's that are that allegedly are making golf membership numbers decline year over year. Moms, minorities and millennials. First of all, I don't know when this article's from. Their words, not mine. Minorities is a diminishing term that I don't love using. But I feel like it it was just interesting to read this because they were acting like, why is this? And I'm like, why is it? (laughs) Why don't moms? (laughs) You you. Two of those groups have been ex- historically excluded from the sport, not only actively excluded by m- golf courses, not until like more modern history, even like allowing women on them, but also the dress clothes are filled with like microaggressions about which direction you wear your hat and what your pants have to look like. Even women's dress codes are crazy on golf courses with how long your shorts have to be. You can't. I got I, I got in trouble wearing a halter top on a golf course once. So sue me. I- <laughs> I can't even get into talking about a, a lifetime of be made, being made to believe shoulders were sexy and belly buttons were a private part. Uh, on the golf course and God's kingdom, halter tops are not allowed. And I frankly don't know if that's a world I want to be a part of. Do you think halter tops are going to come back? They kind of haven't. I feel like we've seen two. We've seen biker shorts. We even has gotten as into asymmetry, like the one shoulder vibe. Um, but halter tops really left in a big way only to be kind of momentarily resuscitated by Meghan Markle's second wedding dress, which was stunning, by the way. Um, I just, I don't know, you guys. <laughs> oh, and I was going to say, okay, what I think is, I, I find it funny when people talk about millennials in really tropey, stereotypical forms. And this website was like talking about how millennials don't golf because millennials hate rules. And at golf clubs, they're often like country clubs and they make you wear a jacket to dinner and a millennial wouldn't wear a jacket to dinner. I'm like, what are you talking? People don't understand us at all. We don't hate rules. We hate things that are discriminatory and arbitrarily exclusive to serve the preferences of one group. It's gross. Golf courses are kind of regressive. Like discriminatory dress codes can perpetuate microaggressions. And as far as a millennial goes, I got the boot for trying to look cute in a halter. Like, it's just didn't leave me a great taste in my mouth though most places uh, i have had some of the best chicken caesar wraps of my life at country clubs and golf courses to be clear uh and as far as moms i mean i don't know women do the most and there's so much cognitive labor and and domestic labor and and things that go unnoticed and things that are assumed with the female's role in the household and not that i want to double down and reinforce gender roles but these things do happen and and they take very uh conscious parsing of household roles to be able to navigate in a way that is truly equal. And, you know, when somebody's working outside the home and has like this stressful job and needs to blow off steam on the weekend by spending more time away from the family, not doing their share of chores or childcare, I just, I get the, the idea heats me up that their chosen hobby takes like eight hours. <laughs> do a hobby, blow off steam. Sure. But can you do it in a cool 90? I have hobbies too. So many that I, I I'm not going to list them right now because there's just so Many things I do on the side that are a good use of my time besides scrolling TikTok and besides my job. Oh, my God, you guys, I cannot think of a single hobby. What are my hobbies? What are my interests? Actually, this year, one of my commitments to myself this year 
is I'm going hobbyist. I want hobbies again. I want passions for the sake of having them and not monetizing them. And we'll talk about that sometime. (laughs) I really think we need to lean into and carve out time for our own joy in a way that does not produce income or is not necessarily in service of other people. But anyway, I just thought that was um, interesting, like to wonder why those three groups don't want to play golf. It's like, duh. Um, But I also, I don't know, I was thinking about this this week that one thing I loved about my dad growing up is he loved doing dad stuff. I love dad stuff. I love dad energy. Obviously, I know people can't always be home. People have jobs and responsibilities. And like, there's a million reasons why you might, there might be different dynamics at play. But actually, I, I wrote like a, a, a kind of interstitial excerpt from this about this I got from my book because it just didn't fit. Um, it says, in general, I like dads that like doing dad stuff. I grew up around a dad that did dad stuff. So did my husband's dad. A lot of my friends' dads, too. My husband isn't a big... Oh, it was about golfing. My husband isn't a big golfer, but he does dad stuff for tugboat. Dads are the best at packing cars, at caring stuff, and knowing where stuff is in the garage, at taking care of the lawn and house, noticing if someone touched the thermostat, grilling in undesirable weather, noticing when people pull up and honk and reminding you that it's kind of rude. My dad always has a cooler of chilled beverages in the car with a variety to pick from. He buys me chocolate milk and Lando Lakes White American cheese when I come home for Christmas. He remembers everyone's coffee order anytime a Starbucks is near and brings it to the house by 7 a.m. My dad fixes things before you tell him they're broken, warns me of every tra- traffic circumstance I could ever come across, even though I don't retain directions mentally, and somehow always made sure my tank wasn't empty even when I didn't see, what, when I didn't see my car leave the driveway. He always has great snacks in stock, and if something's out of stock, it's immediately replaced with remarkable speed. Honestly, I marvel at the productivity and love language of the acts of service. It's very special. I know I'm lucky to have had someone always making sure I had gas in my car, coffee in my veins, and an on-call lending hand when I needed it. I then go on to talk about how I almost feel bad that because he, like he, he was gone all, you know, at work all week. So when he was home on the weekends, I would be like excited. And I like gave him the opposite of space to blow off steam. I'm like, oh, you going to the post office? All right, I'm in. And I would just, it's like fun to do things one-on-one with your parents. And I just... I don't know. And he also was way more likely to go to Wendy's or Arby's than my mom. So I think I was always like hoping for a lunch drive by. Um, But I I don't know. I was just kind of thinking about dad stuff and how it's it's a funny thing where when you get married, you kind of assume there's like a transfer of uh, things that you need help with. And sometimes a party doesn't like lose an instinct where you when you move when like moving in my living in my first house this past year when you need help putting up the curtain rods to you know change a can light show me where the hot water tank is i'm like texting i'm like facetiming my dad from the hot water tank but i'm like i i there's another male in my home and it's not that he's incompetent or can't do it my brain defaults to my dad and i just think that's kind of a funny and sweet thing and an example of you know great dads do a lot of things behind the scenes you don't notice too and and then when you have a home you kind of and realize it's kind of a nightmare to take care of you kind of curse the day you ever moved away and you're like man that was kind of nice having on-site maintenance <laughs> and of course they're good they're good for other things too but i don't know if any of you guys kind of had that same relationship where like your dad was just like so productive and and so attentive and it's such an important and beautiful thing and i just hope there's a lot of dads still doing dad stuff. I also was wrote an excerpt in my dad stuff paragraph about how 
that's something I really like about my husband's family. I think in the episode, what was it called? One Hit Mumbler. We talked about Greg's, Greg has three sisters and we spiral when we get together with creative projects. Or that one time we spiraled when we thought we were staying across from a haunted house. <laughs> and um, we, one Thanksgiving during COVID, their cousin was getting married that they're very close to, but was doing like a small thing in the home and not inviting people because of COVID. But we still wanted to drive by and be able to say hi and see her in a dress and whatever. And what started as like a drive by, let's say, hi, let's make a poster turned into, well, should there, should there be music? Should there be props? And it eventually just snowballs and we're like, okay, so here's the deal. We need to make a full on homecoming float. We need to build a small winter forest. Uh, we need to be pulled by a truck and we need a flatbed. Uh, we need rope lights. We need several Christmas trees. Uh, we need any sort of winter wonderland festive year. We need a boombox and a Bluetooth and we need a generator that's portable to power it. Uh, <laughs> we, just, we developed this whole thing. We wrote a custom song to Jingle Bells called Wedding Bells. It was just the most comedically high labor operation, but it's just something very us that we like to do. We just like love to get into things. Um, and we tell Greg's dad this. <laughs> we, we need a flatbed and a generator. And he's like, yeah, makes sense. I'll have a flatbed by noon. There's three we can choose from. They'll take you down to the lot. He didn't even flinch. He 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 understood it. He wanted to help. And he had a solution. <laughs> and, and I'll never forget how much I, I just thought that was really heartwarming. Instead of being like, why do you have to do all that? It's so unnecessary. Like, what? why does it matter? He finagled us a portable generator and got us a flatbed truck. And we built a float within 24 hours to simply drive by and say hello. <laughs> and it was one of my most cherished memories with them. And it was... It was a lovely bright spot amidst an otherwise terrifying and rough year of 2020. But um, anyway, and again, it, I don't think every tour that plays golf is terrible. Most people I know play golf. I just think it has an interesting history of being a very lengthy game that is weirdly intertwined with work. And I was like conditioned to believe deals were on the golf course. And I was almost like, you know, when I get conspiratorial about the patriarchy, I feel like they taught us that. So one day we could marry dudes who didn't want to chip in, who could leave all weekend in the name of blowing off steam, even though we were working too, whether in the home or outside of the home, it's all work. And uh, be like, well, maybe they're working. Maybe they're doing deals. <laughs> he works so hard. And I'm like, no. Oh, Kelly said she's home. Wow. I don't know if she wants to be affiliated with this episode, but let's see if she'll chit chat. Wow. Kelly Kennedy is calling in. I phoned a friend for the second half. Thank God you're here. Things are going off the rails. Welcome back. <laughs> Girl, what are we talking about? What what was the first half about? Well, so far, um, I've denounced golf as a way to not spend time with your family. Uh, I have talked about Maddie Pruitt. Uh, did you see that really uncomfortable video? I did. I it did. hurt. It, it, it did hurt. It, girl, they've been that that was recorded when they've been married for forty five days. Whenever people talk about how hard marriage is, after forty five days, I I worry for them. Yeah, and it seemed um, a little intense when he was talking about their fights yeah. and making up, and it was just, you know, I, it's it's tough. It a lot. It's it's very. It, it would be very dismissive if you had issues, and somebody was um, instead of validating those issues or listening to them, they'd tell you you were overcome by Satan. I feel like that might offend me. <laughs> no, not you. <laughs> 
I just, I, yeah, I, it, it was uh, a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot, but fortunately I did spend a solid 15 minutes on it. So you denounce golf because it takes people away from their families. Is that? I believe in a hobby, Kelly. I really do. I know but you do. It's convenient that golf is eight hours long. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> That was my big argument. It's a long hobby. Was this an argument that you were having with yourself? Yeah. uh Oh, okay. I can't wait to listen back. I was literally just like an hour ago talking about how I need to take golf lessons. (laughs) You know, Kelly, opposites attract. That's always why we vibed. But I love love a top golf. I I did make that clear. Well, and a golf cart experience. And I love driving a golf cart. Exactly. That's the best. To me, that's the best part. I don't. I don't need to play the game. Just sit me on that cart and let me just go free on the greens. Uh, Courtney and I will go golfing with our husbands and I just like to cruise around because I don't have a car and that's the only time I can feel the wind in my hair. (laughs) You know, I'm glad that that you have that. I have a solution to your problem. What? You could get a car. I know. I know. I'm thinking about it. We're getting closer. Um, Kelly, the other thing I did that I might cut out now because it was weird, I was trying to tell people at the beginning how I'm trying to be honest about where I'm at without complaining. And the past month of my life has felt like the era when when things were really crazy with the doormats. And I kind of like had a breaking point. Yeah. And I I made a brave choice in the first three minutes to tell the story of how I almost got hit by a car. Oh, no. And while I was telling the story, I started crying and laughing because... As a car was coming at me, like 45 miles an hour, all I thought about was, I'm going to ruin Kelly's Christmas because I'm dead. <laughs> Do you remember? I saw you and mom at the airport the next morning. The airport and and you I started crying. I, 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 I was so shaken up. I was, it was just such a moment for me of like, oh my God, I was almost roadkill for doormats. I would have ruined Kelly's Christmas. I just was like, it was such a moment. And, and I was, I have been feeling that kind of yeah, uh, pressure and intensity lately, and it's just not good. And the worst part is, Kelly, the re- I, I, I almost got hit by a car. It tapped my shoulder, and I still went and got my protein, protein shake because I paid for a peanut butter upcharge. <laughs> Damn those peanut butter upcharges. <laughs> I understand. It's like what, the time that I ate glass at Friendly's, and they offered me a new Sunday, and I was like, you know, I did already pay for it. Sure. I know. And, and we look back on these moments and we're like, we say we would do it differently, but then we repeat patterns is I guess my point. And I I have a tendency to kind of not take care of myself when I'm busy. But the problem is the, the less you stop and the more you do, it kind of keeps getting worse. (laughs) I know. No. And it really is a bad habit. Like for me, every few years I'll have some sort of health scare issue. And you'd think I would, every time you think I would learn, slow down. You actually made me a mat that said, slow down. I did. Oh my God. <laughs> and was, did either did of you, us? No, God, no. Wait, was it because, did you keep f- falling or something? So that I had ankle surgery and then <sighs> I had the blood clots. And when I was hospitalized, they had to put a, um, a, a, a bracelet on me that said fall risk because it wasn't immediately, they had to take the cast off. So it wasn't immediate, immediately visible that I um, was a fall risk because I didn't have a cast on. <laughs> like they had to oh. take it off because of the clots. 
So instead of telling you to be careful, I painted a doormat that's a slow down and sent it to you. I've had it for years. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure you came, you came to town and brought it. You you came and stayed with me. Do you remember for weeks? Yes. You like picked is... up your entire life and stayed with me. Because well, I wasn't allowed to be released from the hospital until I had someone at home. Thanks, girl. You're the best. I, what can I do for a, you? That's a perk of self-employment. You're helping me right now. Um, I think it's nice to have that uh, mobility. And I, I feel like before I had a dog, I would go camp at mom and dad's or your place for like weeks at a time. I've And I I mean, I love my young son, but, you know. Obviously. I try to be active in his life. I don't want to you be know, the mom at the golf course. Gosh, could you imagine if you left him Saturday and Sunday to go golf with your friends? Poor, he would be poor, devastated. Poor Are you going to go celebrate um, with some shrimp fried rice anytime soon? I don't know. That's the thing is I was going to go to Benihana, but now it just feels, I feel bad because I was late again. Like I just didn't do it on time. It, it, it took something from it. Like, the whole thing makes me feel guilty because <laughs> I yeah. just moved so slow. And even though nobody's making me feel that way, I just, you know, it's like someone's giving you a chance and yeah. you don't want to under deliver. So anyways, Kelly, oh, it'll I be totally fine. get it. Um, you also did happen to catch COVID three years after everybody else. So I, what the hell there's was that. that Kel? I'm really sorry. Okay. So you live in California now. Yeah. I, f okay. So as we've talked about when we were growing up, all we cared about was um, California culture. It's almost like K through 12, it was California culture. And then college onward, it was Europe, the European culture. In terms of things you yeah. oh, idolize. So true, yeah. Uh, California and I did was have, everything. I had that stint when I dated a guy that drove an F-150 and I went to a Toby Heath concert unironically. There was a time where I was into like Southern vibes, but it oh. was it, it was a smaller period of time. You still like a Southern gentleman. I still am. Absolutely. <laughs> Is California everything you dreamed of and more? You know, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I, I would say, but also there are some people like you thrive in cloudy, rainy weather. Is that a fair yes. statement? I belong in the Cotswolds. I thrive in the sun and mm -hmm. it has not been cloudier or rainier in San Diego this month of January. And I'm, and I'm not here to complain except for this. Oh, no, two you're, sentences. yeah. California's so had me, really bad weather. I forgot. For me, I am not thriving at all because I, it is, it's like chilly and rainy every single day. Like I just was driving and it was monsooning again because everything is so saturated. Like it's, yeah. so I, I do for anyone that listens that also thrives in the sun. I, I hear you. I see you. It's, it's, it's tough. Wow, you should start a weather support group for SoCal and Florida girlies. Oh, I know. I sound like such a brat. Kelly, like, don't. But you up, but, uprooted your life to move to the right. beach, to be fair. And, and I recently moved to be very close to the beach and downsized like crazy so that I could be close to the beach. And I haven't been able to enjoy my new location. And mm. it's just a perk, like you said, like we work long hours and it is nice to have I imagine what it would be like to go take a quick walk during, you know, a lunch break on the beach. I can't wait. It's going to be great. So, you know, I'm but hopeful for you. You know, California's great. Just I mean, you 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 take surfing lessons. It's like the most Cal You're basically Tiffany with an eye from California Dreams. Oh my gosh, wait, should I change my name to Kelly with an eye? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> wow. I did go as Malibu Barbie last night to a birthday party. 
Oh yeah, how was that? It was super fun. Um, I crimped my hair, eighties theme, so crimped my hair. You saw. It did you see? Cute. Did you see the after picture this morning? I looked like I had that, a lion's yeah. mane. It looked like when you took out your prom updo. That's what mom said. No. <laughs> <laughs> It was, your, hair, it was your hair really responds to styling. There was zero product in that hair, by the way. Zero. It just does it. It's, um, so it cool. took me a few washes to get that out. But no, it was super fun. But it's funny you said, you know, um, when the friend whose birthday it was actually said the same thing to me. She's like, I haven't seen you since way before Christmas. It's, you know, know. busy, busy, busy. So it's um we really got it we've got to find some hobbies and interests and things outside of work (laughs) well I did go to Park City the other weekend oh yeah which was beautiful and I have to say you know I took one snowboarding lesson this will come as a shock to no one not great at it so um I really though enjoy just walking around in the snow I put on my gear as if I was you know up there on the mountain and in fact I was not I was just roaming around from coffee to hot chocolate to mold beverage. It was you know, great. Kyle, I, I think, I think, you know, we shouldn't be limited by our age. I think women can do anything. I think we are strong, capable ladies, but I simply do not think it is worth it to take up a snow sport in your thirties. It is, it's too hard. If you haven't grown up doing it, it is very destabilizing and alarming. Oh. And the injuries are a little too serious for me to want to like fit in on the slopes. I'll, I'll drink the cocoa. I'll, I'll put the lift ticket on my jacket and I'll, I'll play the part. Okay. Do you know they had, instead of a lift ticket for your jacket, they gave you like a lift credit card? Well, that's Not the same. It takes away from the aesthetic. It did. I really, I really needed the, the jacket so that I could, like the tag on the jacket so I could wear it in perpetuity. Oh, Kelly, but, you know... I still have a tag. <laughs> I still have the lift ticket from Big Sky Montana in 2018. And if you look closely, it says lift ticket lunch only and it's not for skiers it's just for people that wanted to go eat at the top of the hill it's still on my patagonia that's amazing i love that they let you do that because i asked to go join i was with a group of people uh one of our mutual friends Uh and they all were meeting at the top of the mountain you know for a, a midday bev and i wanted to join them and they i asked the people down at the bottom of the mountain they were like no you have to be able to ski back down. I was like, well, that's never going to happen. And that was so disappointing. I just went to socialize. I know. And I would have gone. Is that tugboat snoring? It is. It is. <laughs> wow. I love you. I guess um, it is late. I know. Let me know when um, you get sleepy. And Kelly no, has good. had a bit of a cold. So I'm sorry. Yeah, if your my voice, voice is probably a little off. I But I keep testing. I think it's just, you know, run in the mill cold. What can you do? A lot of people have been dealing with colds and colds weather both harrowing you know here in southern california (laughs) when it's 50 and rainy we don't know what to do (laughs) put on our hoodies and bundle up okay this might be a weird question but was there something about utah that made you feel gorgeous there was something about pigtail braiding my hair (laughs) and, and Putting on a braid your hair. <laughs> what is it about Utah and an elaborate side braid? <laughs> I I just was like, I'm gonna braid my hair. I'm gonna put on this beautiful stark white cap, and I'm gonna look like I belong in the snow. And do you know 
that when I was waiting in line for my snowboard lesson, a ski, not snowboard, but ski instructor came up to me and said, you look like you know what you're doing. And I could not have been more flattered. I, oh my gosh, I'm getting, I'm getting chills thinking about it right now. That's like, in the, if, if life were a simulation, that's like the perfect thing a oh. person would say to you for the goal you were trying to achieve. You look like you know what you're doing. I was floored. I was like, oh my, and I was so excited. I thought she was going to be my instructor. She was not. Well, but I, I. Wasn't it, your instructor like, kind oh, of a bro oh, He was jerk. Um, not nice. I did not have a good experience, but I have decided though, I am going to give it one more try. I'm going to take a lesson elsewhere. And you know, we'll we'll see where it goes. Hi, Tug. Isn't he cute today? Oh, look at your cable knit. But when I, the last oh, time I went yes. skiing, when you got really cozy uh, with your instructor, well, he was really nice. He was kind of close to my age. I opted for a private lesson just because I wanted to really give it a try. Because Greg's whole family can do snow sports, and actually, I would love it if he taught my kids to ski because. When you have a low center of gravity and you're like three, it's a hell of a lot scarier when you're my age of oh. a weak ankle from volleyball or risking a knee dislocation, you know? Um, so when, when I tell you that I got ran over by a three-year-old on skis, like <laughs> complete, and I felt so bad. I didn't know where to go. Like I, I couldn't move. And this yeah, poor little scary. three-year-old, no fear, just came flying at me and I was straight down that hill. But it wasn't the worst thing that my instructor took a liking to me. I and mean, he kept taking me to those tiny cabins where you warm your mittens. And I felt weird. I was like, because I was, it was freezing and you did have to break. But it is weird going into a tiny hut with another young, attractive man as a married oh. woman. I mean, Grant Trout would never stand for Maddie Prue being anywhere near oh, another man kidding? if she's betrayed. Never. Never. And I was just like laughing. I'm like, this looks so weird. And he was really nice. And it, and he took me down. I thought I was ready for a more advanced hill than I was. And I ended up getting really scared and almost run over. And I was like, I need help. And he it basically turns into a situation where I'm like pulling in to like Greg's family eating opera ski. And he's like holding my hips and guiding me down the mountain. <laughs> Greg was like, what is going on? It was, it was an affair. Oh, oh man. Wait, I, maybe I should go to Big Sky and have a lesson. Was he like 22? I loved it, Kelly. It wasn't crowded. It was beautiful. It, it looked like another world. I just, I, I love ski towns, but yeah, I'm just, I think we should start going together. That way we just, you just have company yeah. to drink a bev with. Yeah. I'm um, with you. That instructor does actually sound uh, kind of similar to my surf instructor who insists that it's easier to take the wetsuit off together in a hot tub. And you know, wait, Kelly, did he say that? Yeah. Well, yeah, the first, the first time. And I was like, well, this feels weird. So after that, I just, you know, bought my you own got and... in the hot tub. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Kelly. Wait, well, okay. So he said, you, was he saying you have to get it's your true. skin hot? It's true. No. What well, the thing is, it's easier to get it off when you're in the water. Like it's wet. Like it's easier to take those off because they're so tight. But the ocean is too cold. So, right. So I was, it's the, it's winter. So like, you don't take the, like you get out of the water with all your stuff and then it's just easier to fully take it off. Did he need to be in the tub with you? Again, it was the one time and I haven't gone back again. <laughs> Live and learn. It's like you in the, in the ski instructor in the hips, you know, we all That's do. That's true. Well, I, well, my other question is, are, are you still woman. storing his surfboard in your apartment it, it it literally is in my entryway and i trip over it every day kelly but i have no place to put it 
You know? The ski instructor asked Kelly if she'd hang on to the board because he didn't have room for it in his van. So now she lives in a small space and has a giant <laughs> surfboard. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> it's very distracting. It really takes away from, you know, my aesthetic, which isn't much, but I just, I don't know I what to do. I your aesthetic. I couldn't say no, but it's got to go. It's got to go. It's, it's, it's. It will, and that's okay. You know what? We you all think it will go. It will soon. I bet. <laughs> I'm gonna put my foot down. <laughs> I bet you are. And in, in that, it, put it down. But it's and fun. The I will tub. say, even though it's very, um, you know, I've taken a few surf lessons. It's pretty humbling, as we all know. As much as I love sports, I am the furthest thing from athletic. But it's 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 fun to try new things. You know. I agree. I I think it would be cool to finagle knowing how to surf. It's a really intense exercise. You live right oh, by yeah. the beach. Like it, while you're living there, why not just do the thing? I, I, as long as your instructor is, you know, respectful and keeps his distance. Um, but absolutely no, all is good now. And I'm more of a paddleboarder. Let's face it. I just want to catch one wave for oh, like yeah, a got... split second. I thought, wow, wouldn't it be cool to like go catch waves in Hawaii? But like, catch no. waves. <laughs> Is that what they say? <laughs> no, are you kidding? I'm the worst. Oh, it's like snowboarder saw... shredding pow. Totally. Oh my gosh, everybody talked about fresh pow on the trip. And I was like, yeah, this fresh pow is great. I, like sarcastically? No. Oh my God. <laughs> Look at all this fresh pow. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so, what, okay, now that you have the book done, is it fair to say that it's done? Are you going to have any more iterations or what's... Well... The I had to. It, I wrote everything I needed to write in the way I wanted to write it, and that required rewriting some stuff. And rewriting yeah. takes forever. And yeah, but now it's kind of like okay, I'm gonna walk away. I'm so over in word count. I need other people to like cut and edit and go through it. So I feel excited. I was just so tired of writing and coming up with new stuff and new ways to say things. And yeah. one of my issues this week is I was kind of writing this chapter that has to do with my career, but my career has 12 chapters in it and it's very uh, hard to condense. Truly. And it started out 72 pages. I had to cut it to 29. And I think the farthest I could get it was maybe 22 and it's still way over, but I'm like, I objectively don't know what's interesting here. I need somebody else to tell yeah. me that. So, um, I don't, I, I don't, I really don't know what's wrong with tugboat. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. That's so nice. <laughs> I have to text Greg and tell, oh. hi, can you come get dog? He's barking. I'm, um, Kelly, how do you feel about somebody asking to borrow your lip gloss? You know, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but um, in these trying times, when I'm on not feeling well, uh, I take to the internet. I take to TikTok. I've been looking for way too much medical advice online. And I just want to implore you that if you're like, is this normal? What should I do about this? Go see a doctor. And you can do that in a very easy way by finding thousands of medical professionals on ZocDoc. They're there to help you. They listen like a friend. They're there to give you the expert care you need. And because you can see verified patient reviews, and if you care about bedside manner, if you care about speed, if you care about low wait time, you can actually see the doctors from a quality standpoint, just like you would read a restaurant review. And I just think it's a very helpful tool when you need a doctor fast, when you need a specialist. Um, and when you want to be able to book online and find someone that accepts your insurance and meet your needs and suit your schedule right away, sight unseen, 
And with ZocDoc, there are no alarms, no surprises. You can choose from thousands of patient-reviewed doctors and specialists, browse doctor profiles, upload and verify your insurance information, and get the care you need. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood. And no more doctor roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you can have a trusted guide connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. I use it literally all the time. <laughs> Go to ZocDoc.com slash be there in five and download the ZocDoc app for free and find and book a top rated doctor today. May many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com slash be there in five. ZocDoc.com slash be there in five. It made me laugh. The thought, sometimes these ads come with a thought starter. And this one says, you know, it's kind of a hot mess. Literally everyone. I'm like, well, ritual, spicy. But truly, uh, it is hard to get yourself together. It This time of year, a lot of people are able to complete their New Year's resolutions. For some of us, it's not the case. For some of us, like myself, we're not taking the best care of ourselves. But with ritual and essential for women 18 plus, you can have a clinically backed multivitamin for women 18 plus with high quality and traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. With nine key ingredients and two capsules per day, their unique beadlet and oil is even patented. It's a very like beautiful vitamin with a beautiful clear bottle and a completely transparent supply chain, which is what I love because this is, this is an unregulated industry. And I would not share this company with you if I hadn't done research and I didn't think they have a really high quality product. Um, Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is one of the few women's multivitamins that's USP verified meaning what's on the labels, what's in the formula. And uh, it has kind of this minty essence that it's almost like an aftertaste that keeps things fresh and helps taking your multivitamins every day be an actually enjoyable experience, which was unusual for me. And it's just very hard to fill nutrient gaps in your diet and uh, let, let Ritual be able to do that for you. It does for me. Instead of striving for perfect health, aim for supporting foundational health. And great news, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash be there in five to start ritual or add essential for women 18 plus to your subscription today. Um, Kelly, how do you feel about somebody asking to borrow your lip gloss? You know, <laughs> I am an equal opportunity lip gloss giver. And in fact, last night at the party, Casey offered me her lip gloss and said, I'm not going to be like the other Kate, not you, obviously. Here's some lip gloss because I just don't think it's a big lips? deal. I don't either. And I, I and was... it sounded like she put it on her finger. I actually can see if somebody's like rubbing it on their lips. Oh, fully agree. But um, especially I just it, th there's two things can be true to wince at somebody needing lip gloss who's your sister in law when you're about to go on the world stage and your lips are chapped. It's like buy a new lip gloss, girlfriend, if it's that upsetting. But the, also, is it, you know, is it shady of Harry to put that detail in? Also, yeah. <laughs> I have a lot. of. I know you already talked about spare in the last up. I, I have a lot of thoughts, but, but I also don't like, you know what did I mean? Did you read it? I listened. Oh, you did. I didn't think you would. Oh yeah. Front to back. You now, did? I'm yeah, shook. In all of my spare time. That's like what I had on like at night in the background. Would you be upset with me if I didn't get you Easter presents? From here on out, if an Easter passes and I do not have a full on basket plus gift card to somewhere... I cannot ever do this podcast again. I've never gotten you an Easter present. No. But what's funny is mom sends us Easter presents and we're Every year. And it's so adult. sweet. <laughs> it's no, so nice. every year. I got a Thanksgiving. Um, but, every but, holiday we get something. Truly. We, we've never we're sent mom Easter presents. No. Should we, should we start? I think we should well, start sending, sending my mom presents Easter this year. Oh, you're going home for Easter? Uh-huh. 
Well, I'm jealous. Do you have any other thoughts on Spare? I know, again, that you mostly talked about it. I think I will say this as I ask you and then answer my own question. <laughs> um, sorry. Okay. I, what was interesting to me is I think I thought people within the royal family were somehow pitted against each other. I did not realize how involved their, I don't know if you call it media or like, but their spokespeople are. That was totally. mind-blowing to me. And it being kind of driven by Camilla makes sense to me too. It almost sounded like she created this culture based on needing to overhaul her image. And then the people on the inside became very conniving. But I guess maybe I'm naive. I just, you see it on shows, you see it in movies, you hear about it in, in public interest stories. I don't know that many people who are that dead set on like psychological warfare. It's just like, how, how do you, how would anybody comfortably live amongst cruelty and it just be a part of your reality you have to accept? It's very hard for me to understand. No, could never. I'd crumble. The, the steps that I, that I take anytime I ever fear that I've ever said anything that could have possibly upset you. I can't imagine like living in that environment all the time. And it's kind of like the audacity of these people to be acting on their behalf. Even Angela, the the crown, the withholder of the tiara. I'm like, Angela, what's your beef, girl? Just like, let her let her have the crown early like, enough to get it all together. Truly, it, it made no sense. Those though, they sound like movie characters, like people actively trying to sabotage your life, and for what? Right. Like I don't, and and I know people have talked about, and I know that you are a detailed person. But some of the mm-hmm. details that he had in here, like the level of detail that he went into about what they were doing at Courtney Cox's house, and then spe- to name specifically name the co-writer or co-producer of Genie in a Bottle, I was like, "What are you <laughs> talking about? That is so <laughs> hyper specific that no, like." <laughs> he quoted BrainyQuote.com. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, it was a journey. I again, I kept. I kept writing. I, I mean, I kept listening. I just, I mean, Camilla does sound like an evil stepmother. Wicked stepmother vibes. Truly. And, and no one's more supportive of a stepmother than you and I, Kelly. I don't think somebody should be uh, stereotyped just for being the right. next no. woman. There are a lot of great stepmoms out there. Absolutely. You know that I wasn't popular at sleepovers because I most identified with Meredith Blake and Cl- Clarice Kensington, who were two villains from the 90s. But I thought they were classy broads. They are classy broads. But yeah, she's she was she was a problem. Um, okay, my other question for you, Kelly, is uh, do you understand the frat wedding that was happening on TikTok? No, I don't. Is that on I your for you page? What's no. on your for you page these days? You know, um, football. A lot of what? Football stuff. Tons of football, all about like the quarterbacks because they're the well until today because now we're down to two. But until a few hours ago, they're all you know the four quarterbacks are were all under thirty. Like it was kind of crazy. They're so young. Who's the um, hot one? Everyone's talking about. I'm guessing Joe Burrow. Yes, Burrow. So he's the Bengals quarterback. They just lost. It was Aww. really oh, it was brutal. It was oh man, that also might be why my voice left because I was screaming at a TV. I was I was looking through our message history to see what we send each other. Oh yeah. Um, are you still watching a lot of uh, hot guys chop things? <laughs> <laughs> You're the one that got me hooked on that. Um, it, it's just fascinating. 
I yes, I was gonna pull it up, but I didn't. I didn't want the sound to go off here. I can pull it up now. You sent um, me. We've sent also, each other Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders videos because the world's <laughs> finally realizing that maybe it's a problem to body oh. shame these tiny women because their ass looks weird in the uniform. It is. Ugh, it's hard to watch. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! I also get a lot of like football, like NFL wags. I tend to. I don't know. I think they're fun. You sent me a message saying, should I be a farmer? And it's a video about how 24,000 people pay this person $10 a month to watch them farm. <laughs> that, that is, that's a pretty good thing. Is he, just rake stuff? Is he a real farmer? That's interesting. Oh, I sent you that story from Cohasset, Massachusetts, that man that totally killed his wife. That was really sad. Oh, and he, and he, he did. He was spotted at Home Depot buying, like, bleach, wearing gloves. and I mean, it's just... What? No, it's and terrifying. His search history, his search history. Oh my god, how to uh, dispose of a body yeah. of her exact weight? Oh, Are no, it nuts? was so specific. But then also, and not that I know we probably don't want to go down this road, and it's not my place to talk about it because I don't know enough of the details. But with Idaho, and the guy that they tracked across the country, and he got pulled yeah. over twice on the way driving from Idaho back to Pennsylvania. And yeah. it is, it's just so eerie to watch. I know. The videos and then to read the um, threads if that really was him in the chat rooms talking about it. Oh, that stuff spooked me. Um, and him being, yeah, in criminology and him following the one girl on Instagram and stalking them. It really, uh, that's the, the few weeks ago I was thinking about that when I was talking about answering someone's question for online dating. I'm like, you really just don't know. And you have to be so careful with where you live, who you tell where you live, who you give your information. Like I, I'm just to have somebody random target you like that is just so disturbing. And that whole case was wild to follow. And it's crazy that people make whole personalities and profiles out of speculating on a case that they know nothing about. Oh yeah. Well, I really feel like a lot of it, I don't want to say started, but it got really popular on TikTok with Amber and Johnny. Like Gabby people- Petito. And, and people were just speculating nonstop. And then yeah. and it's all, that was, I will say when cases like that are on, that does become like what my, for you page is for the most part. Same. Um, I also, because I see the, when Kelly Clarkson sang Better Man. She's the and best. And you sent it to me, which is great. But then also shout out to the best who also a bunch of best sent it to me, which I greatly really? appreciate. Yeah, That's really, really cute. Sweet. Yeah. I sent you um, pics of Theo from White Lotus because oh, he's a babe. He really is. Um, do you think that Megan is dating what's his name in real life? Oh, the uh, the nephew. Yeah. Or they just are like flirtatious. It gets good press. I I don't know. I mean, we did see her in L.A. before you had a frame of reference for her. And I, I know. know you regret not recognizing so her now. earlier. <laughs> she I became would've... a star literally the week after. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, I, yeah, now I feel bad that I, you know, what what a boundary cross. I took a picture of her without her knowing. But it did look like her and Courtney were hanging out. And I'm such a bold. You've never watched the bold type, have you? No, I haven't. Um, I have have so you watched Ginny and Georgia? That. No. Is it, it took me a minute it? to get into it. It, it, it. You'll, I think you'll end up liking it, and it, it's it's okay. cute, and it has a murdery twist. Oh, and it doesn't look like it. It's like Gilmore Girls with murder. Oh, then a hundred percent I'll watch it. Thank you. I thought okay, I thought it was like just like a kind of sappy. 
you know, I don't know. I just didn't need to watch it. But knowing that totally changes my mind. Have you watched any good TV lately? Or have you been too busy? No, that I, the only things I've made time for when I'm falling asleep are Spare and Ginny and Georgia. But it was nice to have something to consider. I like something with multiple seasons that I can like look forward to, get into. Yeah. Um, the other question I had for you, Kelly, was... So last week I brought up Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. And, and now it's Loki and MLM. It's like, <laughs> you know, on the one hand, I do want to redact... I, it's a good organization. It goes to a nonprofit. They they donate to good things. Like, I'm a Kappa Delta. We were supposed to support the Girl Scouts. The Girl Scouts aren't the problem. Fundraising's not the problem. It's like, I, I think it reminds me of, like, middle school magazine and wrapping paper sales, where those weird middleman companies come, and they put on sunglasses, and they play jock jams, and they have a giant spinning wheel of prizes, and they take your class time away from education to, like, pump you up to fundraise for your school they keep a 60 percent margin while we're going around like baby salespeople, like hawking peanuts popcorn and wrapping paper in exchange for what a weeple a fuzzy ball i just was like what was that um yes it i feel like too it's gotten bigger and bigger over the years where kids are raking in like like, or bringing, like, fundraising thousands and thousands of dollars. Is this not just showing that we have a serious gap in funding for education? Like, why are we out here as baby salespeople funding for our public education well, instead of getting they're educated? They're like, playgrounds. They use it for, like, stuff that is, I don't, I think is not covered under, like, typical grant money. Interesting. So, no, and I'm not saying it's right, but it is interesting how, I mean, for, like, do you remember, what was the, um... What was the guy's name? Like they would, they would literally, it would be like a parade would come through school and we would have the craziest, like the, the Velcro, you'd throw yourself onto a Velcro wall. Yes. Then, <laughs> so weird. And then you have, wasn't it, um, I won't say the school, this was recent. And like there was, um, a Titanic ship like that was like sinking for kids to use as a slide yeah it's like a bounce house and it yeah. was sinking titanic and we're like yeah that's that was like an actual tragedy that happened it's a little bit weird yeah to get pumped up to yeah i mean at school it was mostly magazines and wrapping paper from what i remember but i can also taste and see a peanut tin that is from a catalog and i can't quite place it or you know like a like praline turtles oh my gosh like, I can picture myself eating something called a Katie did. Yes. It was, what it was caramel. That? Yeah. But I feel oh. like it was bought from a catalog and, and shipped to our house within 12 to 18 business I think weeks. It was like <laughs> weeks. That's exactly. <laughs> but it, wasn't it adjacent to wrapping paper and like candles? Yeah. Candles. Yes. There was something weird with that candles. That was the original candle culture. It was the original kid. It's so true. Ooh. I don't even think those were scented. They were kind of like caged or decorative. Yeah, I don't know, but I went hard. But I remember like we were not, and I actually thank mom and dad for it. They would not let us go like door to door to sell stuff or go into dad's work to sell these things because some people would go into their parents' work. As yeah, it puts you like, in a weird situation. I no, always would buy from the kids and I want to support their education, but kids. I didn't. It, it is kind of a weird exploitation. Yeah. Um, and I think that, uh, when, 
when you look more into the companies, what's interesting is like best practices for working with a charitable organization or, or like fundraising, you should another entity should be taking no more than 25% of the margin. Like for it to be going to something oh. nonprofit, to be going to a good cause, these companies that you fundraise for, they take 40 to 60% of the margin. So it's 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 just a way to like funds, they mark up the product, capture the markup, give you a smaller yeah. like sliver of it and are just selling you a shit product that they get at a really low cost. And it's 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 weird because it is fundraising, but it's also kind of scammy. And it's it's interesting that they dangle prizes. Like I asked people on Instagram, what's like, what did you win from your baby salesperson days? And the response is, I'm like, you got a motorbike? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Like my favorite is, and we I, got, like, I thought yo-yos. I yes, a hundred percent. I thought. Like there would always be one kid that would get to go in this, um, like it, it was a, a, a room where dollar bills would fly around. Yes. Like the wind, the, yes. oh my gosh. It, it, you always thought you'd get rich, but nobody could ever catch the money. Like, especially right. as a kid. They'd come out with $7, but it seemed like a dream. I thought this was an I urban legend, but several people got the dream, the holy grail. Uh, they got a limo ride to a pizza hut or a Chinese restaurant. No. Can you imagine how cool that would have been? Oh my gosh. Like, that's sick. That's a different level of book it because it's one oh, thing to go like with, with your parents and get your personal pan pizza, which again, kudos to pizza hut for doing that because it's the only reason I read, but to be able to get in a limo and go and get pizza or Chinese, I would do that today. Book It was awesome. It did encourage kids to read. And I honestly miss, as a person, the restaurant dining inside experience at a Pizza Hut. It was kind of nice. They had those Tiffany lamps, those red cups, the crushed ice, unlimited oh. refills. Oh. I can taste the being inside of- tablecloths? Oh, being inside a Pizza Hut, you, they're, they're dried Parmesan flakes. Like, that was a really fun and exciting experience oh, as I a am. kid. Oh, it's called Should a Cash Tornado Box. Um, should I get one for my 40th? A cash tornado box? Yeah. We Have all you ever go been in? to a wedding where they do a money dance? Actually, yes. <laughs> I, 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 I totally forgot about those. It, Kelly, no offense, Beth, I support you. You deserve all the cash. But I just prefer it in a card. Um. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That was like right out of college, though. They got to sleep in a penguin encounter at a SeaWorld? This is wild, you guys. People, it must be Laguna Beach. They got to live the dream that we always wanted. Or the best are high achievers, and they were like the best baby saleswoman. What else did people win at these? Now I'm like trying. I'm flashing back. I just remember like I got. I mean, there's a lot of these. unexciting stuff. I mean, there's a lot of lava lamps, a lot of calendars, juggling oh, balls. A lot of people lamps. got bikes, um, which is a pretty big gift. Uh, oh, an inflatable chair. Well, that's exciting. Hey, you got an inflatable share recently. I know. I bought one as an adult. <laughs> um, you really did go all out for that Spotify ad. I know. For like I, the, at the time, I thought they were overpaying me, but now I don't think they were. <laughs> well, I feel like you should re-release those ads because they were so funny. Like, you really put in so much effort, which maybe should have been a sign when you were signing your book deal not to circle back. 
that you really do put in 158% like all the time. <laughs> I feel guilty when people are paying me. It's a I, problem. Trust me, I get it. Like this 10-year-old spent one minute in a money-blowing machine and came home with $300. Like, yeah, I probably would have pushed those pralines a bit harder if I thought that was my reality. But I'm getting, I think now I'm getting confused between school and church. Was a Velcro wall for school or church? <laughs> I've been around a lot of Velcro walls, Kelly. <laughs> I know. Oh, and really after have. prom. You know what's funny about childhood is how delicious a CC's pizza seems, and now I don't think I would eat it one. Would you? Uh, remember? Well, remember when I was briefly in the MLM? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what? I forget. And I had to, you know, pay to go away for the weekend. And when we got back, it was um, we all met at CC's Pizza to declare. Like what was great, the, great about the weekend? So like to everybody paid for about the, the buffet. MLM conference. Oh, yes. Kelly, the buffet was four ninety nine. It was four ninety nine. It was a steal. It was a steal, and it, it, the breadsticks were kind of good. Buffets. I know. I mean, I guess I still maybe would, but I just am not around them as often. I know. I, I just I used to go real hard for them. Um, Kelly, the other thing I wanted to ask you was. Um, Sugar. Oh, <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to have you on for long, so I prepared a short list of questions, and I and I thought I had a really good one to ask you, but the final one, um, I just you know wanted to ask what your you pick two order is because the people are dying to know, and it's the only thing I've been able to eat lately. So I was laughing so hard because the same night that you got your latest you pick two, I also almost got a you pick two and then turned it down because of the surcharge prices. I cannot believe how expensive they are these days. But we're losing our choices scenario. left and right as women. I just uh, we, we pro choice, pro you pick two, and why are we marking up the prices? I, I agree. I I paid it was like eighteen dollars and eighty eight cents, and I I remember in high school it being about ten dollars. It was ten dollars. It was $10 when I was in my 20s and even into my early 30s because I used to do that all the time for work because it was the easiest way to do like lunch and dinner. Yeah. So my all time, and I was sad they didn't have it the other night when I looked, would be the uh, autumn squash soup. Uh, mm. What's it What's uh, What's it called? Why can't I? But does that ring a bell? Autumn squash soup? Yeah. Is that what it's called? I don't know why I, I just blanked on the name, but that is what it is. That's the descriptor. And of course, the mac and cheese, because then you dip the white mm. cheddar mac and cheese in the soup and there's what? nothing better. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's shocking. No. Think about that. The creamy mac with like, the, oh, butternut squash. Yeah. The, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's have... more. <laughs> sorry. That's like a very normal soup name. I, it sounded much more gourmet. <laughs> <laughs> my short-term memory is horrific i cannot recall basic words um butternut you squash soup so i mac dip and cheese in butternut squash only soup? only the you pick two i only do this from pa the panera's mac and like the vermont white cheddar mac and cheese and you put it a little bit in the soup and it just blends so nicely it's like the best fall treat it's the to me it is the equivalent food like to food, what pumpkin spice is to coffee for fall. Try a it. butternut squash dupe. 
Have you seen those videos that's like, that are like, yes, they're so funny. I know they really are. Um, I, I did not see that coming for you pick two. I know a lot about you, Kelly, but I didn't, I, if I went to a Panera, I, I was horrified that I didn't know what I'd pick for you as a pick two. And I just, you know, since everyone's wondering, um, I, in life at an au bon pain, at uh, a Panera Bread, I always pick the broccoli cheddar. I you there are no problems in this life. A broccoli cheddar can't solve. Do you know, do you know how many bowls of au bon pain broccoli cheddar soup I cried into in college? Oh, I, I can only imagine the that tears. and Wendy's spicy chickens. It just something about it really brings me a lot of comfort. But I don't normally go soup slash mac and soup slash mac because it feels like a lot of semi liquid foods yeah. but i got a soup slash mac and a soup slash mac the other day and i was like this is the move then oh, uh, the salad the can move. be kind of dinky i used to love a sierra turkey but the bread gets soggy i i can't do the correct the sandwiches when they're delivered because it does it gets too soggy i do yeah. there were some salads that i used to like i just if i'm gonna indulge i want to indulge in dipping my mac and cheese in a soup you know i'm gonna try that this week kelly and i don't know if i encourage you all to out there it's so expensive i don't know if we can take the risk but you also love to dip fries in a frosty you you're a mixer do you not i I kind of like to enjoy my salty treat with a sip of a chocolate confection but i don't really need to mix them do you dip your nuggets in a frosty no but you've always you've you've always been a mixer you've always been sauce forward my brother and i we used to need compartmentalized plates to keep like applesauce from going into the chicken but you've you've always been into a hodgepodge. Oh, absolutely! I think it's why I like Thanksgiving. It's all, it all just blends together, and I just and that's why I don't up. really yeah. like Thanksgiving. You know the food. tracks. It makes sense. I'm glad that you were able to get your broccoli cheddar. Did you get it in a bread bowl? No. That is the exception <laughs> to my bread is when it's in the bread bowl. Okay. Um, I was really okay. I've been eating a lot of Panera bread, writing the book, and I'm also having a lot of. I'm I'm very tired, and um, I have been ha- making weird decisions when I'm tired, <laughs> and like for example, I ordered three hundred fifty dollars worth of things off of Amazon on Tuesday, sent them to an old address. When I tell you, it could <laughs> not have been a bigger cart of obscure things. I I bought underwear. I bought like some like <laughs> migraine mask thing. I bought two candle warmers. Um, what I, is a candle I bought, warmer? It's a way that you can burn candles and enjoy the throw and the smell without lighting the wick. So you, oh, Kelly, candle oh, warmer. You're oh, you are Yankee oh, Doodle no, Candle sorry. Co. Oh my god, sorry. I think I'm. It's the sickness. I'm not thinking. I was thinking like something. You're you wrap a human around candle and, warmer. I, I was you, thinking something. You like a scarf you wrap around a candle to keep it warm. And I was oh, like, why no. would you do that? My candles are chilly. Okay, it's you the remember cold medicine. when you hit up the Yankee Candle Sale and bought them out of their Christmas inventory, left it in the attic, it melted, and it was one of the first times I saw you cry. How could I forget? I would drive to Williamsburg every year for that Christmas sale. Um, oh my yes, gosh. I'm sorry. That was tragic. I don't know. It's, it's, it, but I gotta say, it's hard to send stuff to an old address because it normally populates your current address on Amazon. I know, and I'm like, I'm like, I could probably still get in, but it's just, it's so much stuff. I'm just, and anyway, the point was. What, my second to most recent time I ordered Panera, I have no idea what happened. I thought I ordered a soup mac, soup mac. When I got the bag at my door, it was two bread bowls, no soup. <laughs> 
And I was so Why stressed. So I just sat there and ate bread and was like tearing up. I was like, this Girl, is so I'm sad. I'm so sorry. And it was still like $25. I mean, it's terrible, Kelly. <laughs> but but do you think Panera was like, what is this girl doing? Ordering just the bread Go bowls? buy bread. I know. The the top of the bread bowls are so good. And I do feel like as, as women, as millennial women, I mean, bread was the enemy for so long. And it's just liberating to sometimes just eat bread and be like, it's fine. It's food. I agree. I'm much more bread forward now. It, it's taken me a long time. And, you know, I'm getting there. I think there. it took more from my life than it gave to me in avoiding yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and, wow, what a fruitful conversation, Cal. <laughs> Um, thank you for joining me today. I know it's late and you got to Absolutely. Bounce. No, I know you need to, uh, you know, edit and, uh, upload so that hopefully you get a normal night's sleep tonight. I really do hope you sleep this week. Thanks, girly. Me too. <laughs> I am not well, but, and I, I feel bad I really, for my listeners because to... it's hard to not feel like yourself and I want to be like honest and stuff, yeah. but I've also been having a bit of a hard time. And the good news yeah. is next week we have Heather Gay on and we're talking about her book, Bad Mormon. I'm so excited. I can't wait to hear the convo. And then I have a very special episode coming out in two weeks on V-Day weekend. Oh my gosh. Do you remember when we recorded V-Day weekend? No. A couple years ago? You, about what? you were in Virginia. It, wasn't that a, one of the Bumble episodes? Hmm. Bumble all the way. That was Christmas. Yeah, but there was one. I don't know why I so specific. It was because you got stuck. I think there was bad weather. You got stuck in Virginia at my house. And we were, it was just like a, I don't know why. Well, I remember it as a fun episode. <laughs> oh, no, it was. It was like one of the most popular episodes of that year. It, it's called uh, Pussycat Dull. Yes, that's it. That's and it. And we that's talked it. about the desperate things we did to get guys. That's right. Wow. <laughs> nothing, nothing but thrilling intellectual conversation always when when i come on so anyways i hope you were able to get some sleep thanks for providing me company i just needed somebody to talk to absolutely anytime girl i'm so glad you you called you know all right well we'll catch up tomorrow (laughs) love you tons totally have a great night thanks bye. bye